Welcome to The Secrets of the Self-Made, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of some of the most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs and self-made individuals. Join us as we delve into the stories of those who have achieved great success, uncovering the secrets that allowed them to overcome challenges, push through obstacles, and ultimately achieve their dreams. From business magnets to creative geniuses, we explore the traits, habits, and mindsets that set these individuals apart and offer valuable insights and practical advice for anyone seeking to achieve their own success. Sit back, relax, and prepare to discover the secrets of the self-made. Welcome back to the Secrets of the Self-Made. Today we have Emily Guerra, who is a productivity life coach for women. And she has created the Productivity Flow to help ambitious ladies like her improve their overall productivity by improving their mindset. So through her blogs, her one-on-one coaching sessions, and her online course, Emily unites lessons that she's learned from years of therapy with the trials and errors of graduating into COVID and becoming self-employed. Her mission is to inspire others to reach their fullest potential faster by shifting the culture around mental health and productivity. Oh my gosh, Emily, you are speaking my language, sister. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. So let's, let's start off with, um, like what even drew you to become a life coach, to choose this topic? I'm assuming you had, you know, some challenges, obstacles that you learned to overcome, but tell us that story. Yeah, for sure. So like you mentioned in the intro, I actually graduated into the pandemic. So in 2020, And before then, throughout college and all throughout high school as well, I had wedding planning internships, and that was the career path that I was following. So when lockdown happened, I lost my wedding planning job that I had lined up for post-grad, lost my restaurant job that I had, couldn't afford, you know, my living situation that I had planned for post-grad, just everything kind of felt like it started falling apart, literally within weeks. Mm-hmm. And I graduated and then had to kind of figure out what my next step was because wedding planning just wasn't even an industry at that point in time. And it was more of a decision. Do I wait and like have wedding planning eventually come back, hopefully whenever, or do I pivot and, you know, decide to shift and figure something else out that I hadn't explored yet. So I think that obstacle in and of itself was really transforming because mm-hmm. I really had to just de- like take ownership and decide like, do I let COVID rule my life or do I rule my life? That was really the decision that I felt like I had to make. And eventually I decided that I was going to rule my own life. And so I got some online certifications for social media management and just started freelancing out services to family, friends and like different referrals. And before I realized that I actually had a little freelancing business going on, which was really, really cool because it hadn't even been a year since I graduated. It was probably around six months. So that felt like a very transformational shift 
from going to only ever seeing myself as a wedding planner and that was what I was fixed on to, oh so sorry about that to um then like actually seeing a new future for myself and seeing a you know a vision without wedding planning that was the moment that I realized oh okay this can work this can happen and I started falling in love with working for myself and not having a boss and just the freelancer lifestyle was awesome. And I also fell in love with like making systems and productivity streamlining methods for not only myself, but my clients. And one of my clients was like, Hey, like you've really improved my productivity, not just with our work, but like, I'm taking what you're teaching me here and applying it in other places. And like, I've seen my life maximized in so many different ways. You should really consider creating a business out of this. And that's when the idea was planted and it started stirring. And that was about a year after graduation. And ever since then, I have been kind of on a mission to unite mental health because I am very, very aligned with mental health. I've been going to therapy ever since I was around like nine years old, very young. So I was lucky to grow up with with a profound mental health awareness Mm -hmm. that the majority of the world I don't think really has, but I think it's really beneficial for so many different reasons, especially for productivity. And linking the two has really just morphed into a mission of mine very naturally. And that's how I ended up creating the productivity flow and creating this online course and really diving into what I'm doing today. Very cool. Oh my gosh. So I'm so curious, having an, an, a long experience with therapy and now being a productivity life coach, what do you see as the biggest difference between therapy and coaching? That is a wonderful question. So I think with coaching, you have a goal in mind that you want to achieve, that you, you're kind of working towards something in particular. Whereas with therapy, it's everything. It's all aspects of your life, professional, personal, doesn't even matter. Let's get into it. So I think coaching, it's definitely more niche and more particular. And it also really does depend on what the person wants to achieve that will manage the the different coaching styles and methods, of course. Um, Yeah, that's a great question. I've actually never thought about that. (laughs) I get asked that a lot. My sister is a um, clinical psychologist and I'm obviously a life coach. And so um, I get asked that a lot and I think you nailed it. So great answer. Um, okay. I love the fact that you, you mentioned before we actually started recording that you're 25, almost 26. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you are so ambitious that you know what it is that, you know, you're good at, you are feeling passionate about, and you figured out how to monetize it and recognize, you know, you don't want to go working for somebody else. You want to work for yourself. And, uh, I love that. So, you know, Go ahead. That's actually so funny that you said that because before COVID, I never thought about working for myself ever. I always had a plan to go work at some big wedding planning firm because I'm born and raised in LA and I went to college in LA, Los Angeles. So I was very lucky to have so many different options and so many types of events always happening around me that 
I never felt the need to work for myself. There would always be some sort of opportunity. And then when COVID hit and there, that all those opportunities disappeared, I was like, what do I do? And it's interesting that my gut reaction was to work for myself. And I think that gut reaction was there because my older brother started a business, my dad started a business. And so there's a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. And there's a, that, that entrepreneurial mindset is definitely ingrained in me. My dad's also a professor. So lifelong learning is really ingrained in me. So I think just having that background is why I chose to then go work for myself. And that was the pivot I decided to do. So out of curiosity, what would you say has been the most surprising part of this journey of entrepreneurship or even the most challenging? I think I actually have the same answer for both. And that would be the isolation. Mm. I see all of my friends my age working at companies and having coworkers and, you know, different happy hours that they go do together and just creating a work life. And I think as an entrepreneur and a freelancer, and a lot of my clients are actually not even in the same state as me. So we don't even, we can't meet in person. Um, that definitely, that isolation definitely snuck up on me. And particularly when I was living by myself, it really snuck up on me because I just, you know, every single day, my home was my office. I worked for myself. I didn't have coworkers. And so learning how to be social and have a life, which is so interesting considering I just graduated college, you wouldn't think that would be an issue for me. Right. But it's just how it ended up happening. And that's why it ended up being the biggest surprise and the biggest challenge at the same time. Yeah. And I also think it's so interesting how people who work outside of the home and maybe for corporations are typically the people that you see struggling with work-life balance. You know, they're spending so much time out of the home that there's just this uneven ratio um, when, when they kind of look back at, okay, how much time do I spend at home? How much time do I spend at work? But you actually talk about work-life balance and how it's important, especially for those per people working from home. So tell us a little bit about that. Totally. So I think having this surprise and this challenge made me become really passionate about work-life balance because I needed to become passionate so that way I could have it. And like, so that way I could figure out what I needed to really experience happiness in both arenas. And some things that I did that really were so simple, but so effective was just making sure that I had, because like I mentioned, I lived in a one bedroom apartment by myself. So my living room doubled as my office and I needed to separate the space somehow so I ended up putting lamps all around my office, which, you know, also brightened it up, but I would turn it on and that signified, okay, this is work time. And then when the lights were off, okay, it's not work time anymore. Like that area of the room is dark, it's asleep and it's done. So that was something that is so simple, but really helped me be able to stop thinking about work after work and then 
when I could stop thinking about it, that's when I could actually be social and actually go enjoy something else. Because if I was thinking about work, my mind was there and it Mm -hmm. wasn't in the present. It wasn't hanging out with whoever I was or, you know, cooking or whatever hobby or anything. So that change really, really, I really recommend it for anybody who needs some, some sort of separation, just light. I promise it works. Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay. So, um, really helping your clients with work-life balance is probably one of the, you know, bigger needs that you serve. What would you say is another, you know, primary problem that people come to you for? Totally. I think having personal accountability for building habits, for hitting goals, and just really for owning your situation and your mindset. So that way you can change it and you can overcome it and you can make different alter alterations and then actually move forward. So I think accountability is something that a lot of people definitely come to me for because it's, it's hard being accountable. And I don't think society makes it easy either, you know, with consequences, punishments and judgment and criticism and embarrassment. And I can go on and on. There's so many reasons why people don't want to be accountable and it's why it's hard to be accountable. So I definitely love doing that one because when you take accountability, it's really empowering and it's Mm -hmm. really cool to see, like, it's almost like a light switch turns on and like, there's just a moment of shift and that's like a moment I had. So that's why I love doing accountability. Yeah. So you've created this system, the productivity flow. Does that uh, have accountability, work-life balance and tools all kind of built into it? Absolutely. I actually have an accountability program. So it's a coaching program and we'll do one-on-one coaching sessions for six weeks and we'll like outline your goals, understand why it's been hard to be accountable what mindset shifts need to be made and then how to make those mindset shifts. And I'll give you like customized tools and we'll talk through like your personal action plan. And then after that, for another couple months, I'll actually set up a text messaging, like reminder accountability system. And it'll be all customized to you. So that way it like helps your goal. Oh, love AirPods. They <laughs> always fall out of my ear. I swear I have the smallest ears every <laughs> time I wear them. So sorry. Um, So I think the texting part is actually really fun because Mm -hmm. it's a really easy way to number one, remind clients of little things and send incentives and send affirmations and all that fun stuff. But personally, whenever I get a morning text, because I honestly will send them to myself from the productivity flow and I will wake up to it in the morning and be like, that's my mission today. Like, let's do it. And it's kind of just like an awesome reminder. And that's why I loved and had so much fun setting up this program because it's, I think it's really unique. I don't see many coaching programs that include texting and make it as personable as this one. So I'm really excited about this one. I love that. And, um, I, I am, I consider myself kind of an early adopter of technology. So I'm always kind of looking for the latest and greatest and willing to try it out and some things work, some things don't. So in the context of tools, what are some of your favorite, maybe time management tools, um, 
whether they're tech or, you know, non-tech? Of course. So I feel like everybody loves Notion, right? Because it's the, one of the best, I think, list making and just so much more than that, which is why I love it because you can have, so I freelance still some of my social media clients as I'm building the productivity flow. And because I have basically two different businesses going on at the same time and like coaching clients and then social media clients, I have to keep them all organized and Notion allows me to do that in one space. And that's why I really love Notion. And there's a bajillion templates out there for a bajillion different things. So I think Notion is definitely something that can streamline any process. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that's non-techie that I preach about are my favorite little, I have them right here, my favorite little cube timers. These little babies have honestly changed my time management game for so many reasons. I just love time blocking with them and I can, you know, do a 60 minute time block and then have my little 10 minute one going off within it. And it helps me keep going within the moment. And I'm a perfectionist, so I can get distracted in the details and that helps me not. And it helps me and it reminds me, okay, move on next thing. So those two, if you can just weave those two into any daily routine, you will see so much streamlining and improvement and how fast you can get things done, but effectively. Very cool. Okay. Um, now, okay. So there's some tools. Let's <laughs> talk a little bit about mindset. Like, is there, yes. is there a technique or a tool or how do you coach people on creating a mindset that really boosts productivity? So Great question because I first would really like to reframe productivity in order to understand why mindset is so important. If you think about what product being productive is, you're being in a state of mind. You have to have some ability to be productive, and that ability comes from either you're overwhelmed and you can't be productive or you're not overwhelmed, you're clear-minded and you can be productive. So I think mindset, if it's negative, it hinders you from being productive. But if it's positive, you're 10 times more productive than you thought you could ever be. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think I love meshing the two and being a productivity life coach really does mesh the two. And that's also why I love to try to reframe productivity outside of my coaching, just in general, like in the world, like let's get rid of this toxic idea of what productivity is and understand that it is a mindset. And if everybody wants to be productive, then we all need to be working on our mindset and not so much on being busy and not so much on getting as much done as fast as we can. And not so much on like comparing how much I got done versus how much you got done. That like, that should not be the metric of what being productive is. I think our mindset and how good we feel about what we got done and how effective it felt and how impactful it was, that should be the metric that we go by. And so that being all said, I think mindset is incredibly, that being all said, one thing that I think is incredibly effective in transforming your mindset to be just more positive, more optimistic and outgoing 
is, and I know it's really cheesy and people probably say it all the time, but affirmations. It scientifically rewires your brain when you can repeat affirmations over and over again. And they don't have to actually be affirmations. They can also just be mantras and they don't need to be I am statements. They could just be today will be a productive day. And you write that down in the morning, you say it in your head a couple of times and you will start to live it out. And I think that is something that is so, has been so key in my own transformation and something I am so dedicated to doing that it's always one of the first things I have people start with. Yeah, that's so cool. And I love how you get to be kind of a student of your own work. Like, you know, you have the clients that are hiring you to help them with their productivity and their mindset, but you also have the clients that are tasking you with social media and all that kind of stuff. So undoubtedly you have probably pretty long lists pretty long to-do lists. And so it's going to require you to, you know, be a model of what's possible, right? Oh, I am definitely my first test subject. I always, like everything I write about on my blog, everything that's in my e-course, everything that I teach, I do first because I want to make sure that number one, it works, but it's also realistic to do. And it's not like, I'm not asking something crazy of huge change of anybody, because if I can do it, then I think it's feasible that other people can do it too. And so I love being my own student and love being my own test subject and my own coaching client. Cool. So you are kind of in the infancy of your entrepreneurial journey. I think you probably have a lot of years ahead of you and you're probably looking forward to those. Where do you see yourself in the next five years with your business? Totally. I would love to build a community of all of my coaching clients, anyone who's been taking my e-course and like get us all together and just unite and chat. Like, even if it's not about productivity or about mental health, just like, Hey, I had a really crappy day. Like, how was anyone else doing? Like, what'd you do to get over your crappy? Like this, that kind of thing, nothing intense, nothing crazy, but just the community is really my number one goal with the productivity flow. And then I would also love to be doing events and not only like putting myself out there and doing other people's events, but starting to do my own. And that, you know, comes from my wedding planning days. I definitely miss it a little bit and I want to bring it in somehow. So I think it would be really fun to just start doing like workshops and masterminds and all that kind of stuff, both in person and virtual. We could do a hybrid thing. And I think that would be so fun. So uh, definitely have all of that in the works already. It's in the plan. That's so cool. You have such great energy about you. So no doubt Thank you. Sure you attract the most amazing people to you. And speaking of Thank that, you. where can people find out more about you? How can they work with you? Tell us what they where to go. Totally. So you can go to theproductivityflow.com. And on my website, you can find my blogs, which have a ton of free product or free. Pro oh my gosh, I almost said freebies. And then I started saying a different word, free <laughs> PDF downloads that are both printable and fillable on any device. 
I also send out weekly text messages with a bunch of different types of productivity tips, growth mindset tips, and different freebies. And I have an online course called How to Get Unstuck and Move Forward. And it really just ties everything that I learned and really did to make that shift from COVID, a wedding planner COVID, to freelancer Emily, to productivity life coach Emily. It just like united everything that really was so effective for me and put it all together into a very realistic, feasible course to help other people through those kind of transformations. So oh. yeah, theproductivityflow.com. Excellent. Well, I will definitely include that in the show notes. Thank you, Emily, for being here. I look forward to keeping tabs on you. I think that you Thank have got you. so much like ambition and like I said, good energy and it's going to be so fun to watch your future unfold. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you so, so much for those kind words. I really, really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, this conversation was so fun. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. And thanks for listening to the Secrets of the Self-Made. We will be back next week with another self-made success story. Are you struggling to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself getting sidetracked by distractions and obstacles along the way? It's time to take control of your mind and harness the power of self-control with Mind Over Matter. This three-hour program is packed with practical strategies and techniques to help you overcome challenges, stay focused, and achieve your goals. With expert guidance and real-world examples, you'll learn how to train your mind to stay on track and avoid the pitfalls that can derail your progress. Whether you're looking to improve your health, build your business, or reach any other goal, Mind Over Matter is the solution you've been searching for. So why wait? Sign up now and start achieving the success you deserve. Go to www.selfmadeyou.com.